comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Hey guys, um, do you mind if I get a little uh, ridiculous on this podcast? Huh? Friend huh? of the show, Brandon Peters. Yeah, no, absolutely. Feel free to get some ridiculousness. Let's just keep things moving fast and furious. Oh, but keep the language uh, friendly and not triple X rated. I'll be standing back here, one man apart from you. So just try to, you know, keep it on the keep keep it pacified. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, you know, let's go save Private Ryan. Private Ryan, where, where is he out in the pitch black somewhere? Mm, actually, I think that we have to go and read the Chronicles of Riddick. Well, I mean. Is this just us today? The us three knockaround guys hanging out talking about Riddick? I just you could find me guilty of that because that is all it is. You may be guilty, but you're still a solid Iron Giant, Aaron. How about that Scorpion King, guys? That's oh. not what? What? That's not no. No. That doesn't rock. Get out of here. Wait a minute! I forgot my introduction. It, it, it. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Hola! Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 119, and this week we are talking about Vin Diesel in Riddick. Dramatic pause. Ah, okay. I was like, should I start slow? And joining us to discuss Friddick, we have, from Naptown Nerd, why so blue, the man from the slam who has been known to thank that ma'am, Brandon Peters. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about the color of nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Match your toenail. Or Riddick. Riddick. <laughs> Remember what uh, Oprah was in, the color of nipples? Oh my god, that was a good movie. <laughs> my goodness. That was a great performance. Yeah. Stirring. Um, Overlooked by the Academy, by the way. <laughs> the Academy of Nipples. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's get to some announcements here. Um, our summer results show, we put that up. We, at the beginning of the summer, had our su- annual uh, summer gamble where uh, a bunch of us put together our top ten film predictions for the summer box office results. And we had the results, and we recorded that episode last week, and we put that out now. So it's up there if you want to check out who won this year's summer gamble. Be, uh, be sure to check that, that episode because we... Uh, had a lot of fun doing it, and we talk about other, uh, you know, our thoughts on the summer movies in general. So there you go. Um, on iTunes now. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, we had our, we've had our conjuring contest for the past few weeks, and a favorite ghost story and why. And we decided to bring it to an end here, and we have an entry from our winner. Drumroll. Matt Riznes here. He has this to say. I have to say my favorite ghost story film 
or sorry, my favorite ghost film is Kiyoshi Kurosama's Cairo, or Pulse, as it is known in the States. It stands out to me for how unsettling a world it creates. It also throws, throws in an apocalyptic vibe, which I generally adore in films, but I've never said, seen paired with the ghost genre. A very original take on the genre, drenched in sadness, despair at a loss, yet still very scary. Thanks a lot, love the show. Thank you, Matt, for that answer. I like that answer quite a bit, mainly because the description was well thought out and well stated. And, um, yeah, you have won a free copy of The Fog on Blu-ray. And I'll, uh, we'll figure that out together as a, what else? iTunes, reviews, and ratings. Could use more of those. And we've, uh, we've announced a, cost, uh, a contest. Uh, add, add, you know, add yourself an iTunes review or rating, and we'll enter you into a raffle, and eventually we'll pull all those names into a into said raffle and, you know, get out a, a double-pack Blu-ray prize for you. So there you go. We'll, we'll see how that turns out. But, yeah, iTunes reviews and ratings helps out the show. And what else? I think that's it. So let's, uh, let's get to know everybody. Where each week, okay. each week we ask each other a few questions to try to set the tone for the podcast. I better get to know everybody. And I'm going to let Abe start this one off. Awesome. Brandon. Yes. So you're playing the Riddick game. <clears throat> and you're going to unlock Riddick in the middle of the game. But first you have to be somebody else. So which character or which group of characters do you choose to be? You can choose to be the Mercs, the Aliens, or whatever they're called in the world, and or Riddick's dog. Um. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my. Uh, I'm gonna be a merc, even though most of them are pretty big douchebags in all three <laughs> movies. Um, but some of them do live at times, and uh, the dog has, you know, he's uh gets in fights with things, and people have guns, and you can shoot them down. Um, what was the other option? The uh, the extraterrestrial the aliens. Yeah, the extraterrestrials, same as the dog. They'll get swiped easily. Mm. So. I, uh, I'm going to go with, take my chances as a merc, and uh, I'll just listen to Riddick's uh, demands and let him be. <laughs> Aaron. Yep. Xander Cage, Dominic Toretto, Riddick, cage match. Who wins? <laughs> um, that's Xander it. cage match. Yeah, you stepped into the Xander zone. I got it. Uh, I, hmm. It's a cage match. So there's not many shadows for Riddick to hide in. Let's see. I probably have to go with Dom in this scenario. <laughs> it, it seems like it seems like Riddick would, you know, because it's a cage match, so like it's probably well lit. So you know, he he probably not do too well in like bright lights. Well, he, you know, he's a good fighter, but he's more of like a stealth guy. So he's out. I, I'd see him going out. Xander Xander Cage, he really seems to like these big coats. I noticed that when I slipped on Triple X for like five minutes <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> uh, so it seems like that's slow him down, and obviously he wouldn't take off the coat because, I mean, he's in the Xander zone. So, Dob, it seems to be impenetrable. Like, literally. I don't think his skin yeah. is porous in any way. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he... I mean, he, he, he's gone through fires. He's, he's jumped over freeways. He's jumped off of cliffs. I mean, the man can do it all. He's, uh, he's becoming more and more of a superhero with each movie. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to say Dom wins that one. It's great logic. I, I I don't I don't not think these out, Abe. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> it's a good thing I asked you before the podcast, and you were able to take the time. <laughs> don't don't put don't put out those lies, <laughs> <laughs> Abe. Yeah. Would you rather have a loyal alien dingo, or would you want Snowy, the awesome dog? Hashtag callback. That's really awesome because I actually just watched the Adventures of Tintin yesterday. So it's again. fresh fresh in your mind then. Yeah, it is. Although the alien dog, hmm, he is a dingo dango, and that's very much 
kind of like a, a question that I'm going to ask you in a second here. That's my new favorite uh, Disney Lilo and Stitch spinoff movie, Alien Dingo Dango. Oh, I like that. Ohana doesn't mean family? Oh. Um, that's, oof. The, that's the name of the first episode. <laughs> I, I would have to go with uh, Snowy. Um, although that Dingo Dango is pretty cool, I think Snowy has more humor uh, with uh, with uh, with him. It's, is it a him? Snowy? Of course it's a him. Okay. Snowy's a boy's name, obviously. <laughs> Could be ambiguous, like Abe, Ashley. Abe, Abe. I said obviously, so clearly I'll oh, Okay, all right. Okay, all right. So let's go with Snowy there. Aaron. Yes. Very much like the question that I just you just asked me. You can have any animal sidekick, past or present. What kind of animal is it? What kind of animal is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm going big, but at the same time, that doesn't help with the stealth mode. Uh, the butterfly. The butterfly? Oh. Yeah, no one ever suspects the butterfly. Well, except for Will Smith's daughter in... Uh, I am legend. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good call. <laughs> I'm, I've noticed I've nothing, nothing to say on that one. <laughs> Look at the butterfly, Daddy. Okay, I get it. It's pretty. It's pretty good. All right. Here I thought I had you know the exact answer, and he nailed me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Brandon. Yes. Abe, keep your ears open. Brandon, here we go. Cal or Stanford? Hashtag double callback. Boo. N- neither. Okay, that's acceptable. You gotta choose well, one. I'm gonna, you know what? Uh, as a as a Colts fan, Jim Harbaugh was once our quarterback, and my quarterback is Andrew Luck. I'm gonna go with Stanford. Boom! <sighs> oh man, Jim well, Harbaugh. I have a lot of Stanford. Well, I got a lot of Stanford Colt connections, so that's an easy one. Yeah, Stanford. What a great, what a great answer that was. What? What oh, what a what a what a, Brandon, what a we're we're totally not Skype friends anymore. What what a good callback to like episodes. You never like, want to be on episodes with me anyway. Abe. Episodes like like fourteen <laughs> through twenty five. Good right. callback. <laughs> I, I was like, wow, that's a that's a very cool question. Deep, deep Wait a minute, I've heard that one before. <laughs> Brandon, we're gonna be in more episodes together just because I feel really bad now. I, should, I need oh. to load the old episodes back on iTunes so we can so people get get these callbacks. <laughs> I was like, I was wondering what Aaron bribed you with to get you on today, since I was guesting. So, uh, <laughs> a tuna fish sandwich. Is there anything else? <laughs> tuna fish sandwich. Five dollar mm-hmm. foot dollings from Subway. Bam. Whoa. So, my question. You're up, Bo. I'll ask Abe. Thanks, Abe. What? What? Um. They do this with The Rock a lot, but what what franchise would you like to add Vin Diesel to that he's not Scorpion. already? Wait, let's, let's 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 hold on. Let's clarify this answer. Are we adding Vin Diesel to this franchise, or are we adding the character of Riddick to this franchise? We're oh, adding right. Vin Diesel to the okay. franchise. You're adding Vin Diesel. I, I actually don't a- actor, want him. Actor, thespian, Vin Diesel. I, I actually want to see him in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as Casey Jones. Would he okay. be like goalie in that verse because he's bigger? No, no, he he's actually still on their side, but you know, just. Uh, I think that he's uh, he's fun enough to to play Casey Jones. I I like that you consider goalies to not be on the side of the turtles. Apparently, but don't get it. <laughs> when uh, when Chronicles of Riddick came out, there used to be like a long running gif of like people adding Riddick to posters or to like any image, and it would it would not just look like Riddick, but like Riddick like in the air with like a shiv in his hand, like jumping to stab somebody. It was <laughs> always my favorite thing of just like that being added to pictures. Find a bunch of those and send them over to you. I I want to. Oh my god. It's... <laughs> <laughs> is that and I think we're out of questions. Uh, good, because that's how you play. No, everybody. Let's move on now. Now, quickies. Tim. Each week now, now we talk about one main movie of the week, but every now and then we have seen a lot of other movies that we want to bring up and talk about it. That's why I have a separate call now. Quickies. 
Nailed it. Yeah. Phew. I'm glad we're, there's no delay this week. Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? Yes. I saw The Spectacular Now, and that is a depressing movie about, I guess, alcoholism, but they don't ever address it. Uh, and also about uh, thinking that you're on top of the world when you're 18, and in reality, you're just really starting out on life, I guess. So it's a... Uh, it's kind of a depressing movie, but it, it's kind of sad. I, I do recommend it. I'd say there's also hopeful qualities to that movie as well. But yeah, yeah it, it's good to dream. <laughs> Brandon, any other movies have you seen this week? Uh, yes. I uh, saw Frankenstein's Army, which comes out on Blu-ray Tuesday. What is what don't, is that? Don't buy it. Um, don't buy it. <laughs> it's this little movie. It's got an awesome little historical fiction concept where uh, it's like the, the last-ditch effort of Adolf Hitler is to take the journal of uh, Victor Frankenstein and create all these monsters with his scientist uh, Victor uh, create all these like monsters out of body parts of dead soldiers and it's kind of cool and they have really really awesome creature effects and gore however it's a found footage movie and I don't have a problem with found footage movie but when there's no reason for the movie to be a found footage movie it, it hampers it because they don't these effects, there's a behind the scenes on there that, that shows them close up and not being filmed, like, you know, with a regular handheld camera. Mm-hmm. And they look great. So it's not like they're hiding poor effects, but you barely get to see the monsters because some guy's running away or his camera's too shaky and <laughs> there's no focus on them. And it's just, it, it's like every common problem, I or people who don't like found footage movies, I'm not one of them. I, they're, they can be really, really good if done right. But every little problem that you have with those is present, like the the uh, catching people during these dramatic scenes, perfectly framed and stuff. People asking, "Whoa, why are you filming this? What kind of camera is that?" And the always the always lovely, um, if anybody finds this footage, mom, dad, I love you. And also to add insult to injury, it's supposed to be this World War II film that was found. And uh, it's in 16 by 9 widescreen, and th- that didn't come to fruition and popularity until the 50s. Uh, so it's not very accurate. It's like they didn't give a crap about that. But it, it overall, overall, it came off as a bunch of high schoolers trying to make some kind of movie, and it looks it. Um, but Carl Roden's in it. I, I guess he got a nice paycheck. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, because of all the money he's making. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are they also but, uh, all speaking in German? No, it's it. There's like a an Asian guy that's a Russian soldier in it. Um, it's just it's. If you look at the soldiers, you're like, what in the world? Who casted this? But they're probably all buddies. The um, most multicultural casting director ever. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Um, mm. I don't recommend it to anybody. It has like a bunch of like quotes about how awesome it is on the box, and I'm wondering where they came from. <laughs> But uh, that, and I saw the Luc Besson film, um, Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc-Sac, or whatever. It's an odd little mishmash of genres. See, it's a Luc Besson film? It's a Luc Besson film. It's a French uh, from 2011. Um, but uh, it's, it's an interesting little adventure. It's sometimes Indiana Jones, sometimes The Mummy, sometimes Q the Winged Serpent. It's it's a, apparently a comic book adaptation. Um but it's interesting. I wanted to call it a family film, but then there's a a, soon, a scene where she takes a fully nude bath, and then there's a, a really grotesque death. 
But aside from that, it, it That's could pass classic, as a family scene. Classic Luc Besson family-friendly fun. We like <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But uh, that one's that one's not too bad. I, I I had fun with it. I don't know that I ever watched again. I'd probably pop in Raiders of the Lost Ark before it, but mm. it's a nifty little movie. But that that's what that's what I've seen. Alrighty, I've seen a couple things. I've been mostly because I've been reviewing a lot of TV for Why's the Blue this week. But um, so I was catching back up with Why with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Homeland season two. I'm almost done with Homeland season two, which I'm enjoying. Um, not as much as the first season, but I'm enjoying it. Um, but I have been watching Enable Proof. I've been watching Kids on the Slope. Yes. Which is an anime series from the. Uh, it's based off a of manga, I believe. Yes. And, yes. Um, it's from it's it's developed by the uh, the same uh, person who brought us Cowboy Bebop and uh, Samurai Champloo. Uh, Cowboy Bebop being a you know, fairly well known anime. Um, and Kids on a Slope, decidedly different from either of those, which are more genre heavy. This is more of a. It's more of a kind of a, a high school kids type show where the kids all just love jazz, and I love this show. Like it's just really, really solid. I'm like I'm more than halfway through it, and I'm just really enjoying the, the series because there's like no real way to watch it because uh, it's not like on TV. I'm watching it via Crunchyroll, which is an app that I've downloaded on the PlayStation, and I have a free 30 day trial, so I'm using all that to watch Kids on the Slope right now. So there you go. <laughs> Good old Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. And also, I forgot to bring this up a week ago, but I had a lot of things last week anyway. So I saw Don John uh, the other week, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's directorial debut, and um, I liked it. It's a good movie. Um, it's got some interesting things. It ends somewhere where I didn't think it would wind up, and um, there are a lot of good-looking people in this movie, and they all have New Jersey accents, so take that as you will. <laughs> Uh, Tony Danza maybe the best thing ever in that movie. <laughs> oh wow! I'd watch an entire spinoff series involving Tony Danza's character and the and the white played like Glenn Haley. Who's the boss part two? Yeah, I got it. Still the boss. <laughs> Still bossing around. Um, Don John opens at the end of the month, by the way. Um, let's uh, move on now. Let's get to movie trailer talk. And um, that's where that was at. No, who keeps that way? You? Oh, see, I'm on top of my game today. Good job. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Movie trailer talk each week. We discuss some of the newest trailers and what we thought and what's going on with those. And uh, we got a couple here. First one, big one, kind of, mainly because the internet shouted at it after it came out. We have RoboCop. This is, of course, a remake of the modern classic Paul Verhoeven's 1987 RoboCop starring Peter Weller. And this new version features the killings Joel Kinnaman as the man-slash-robot all-cop who <laughs> winds up <laughs> winds up as <laughs> I couldn't have nice, said that nice tagline. could not have said that better <laughs> winds up oh. uh, cyborg after some events stop him from living a normal life uh, Michael Keaton plays the, the guy that's setting up Robocop this time around Sam Jackson's in there <laughs> as a newscaster uh, there's a bunch of people in this cast who uh, Gary Oldman is the that's the, the, the doctor involved with Robocop technology and um, other things of that nature. Um, so with, all, with all those very clear thoughts in mind, George, uh, Brandon, what did, what did you think of the trailer for Robocop? I think it looks awesome. I cannot wait to miss the movie, probably. But um, <laughs> it, it looks unnecessary. It looks like, it looks like uh, performer-wise, everybody's into it. Um, Michael Keaton looks like he's having fun. But like I, I don't know, like when he they showed him 
they show him without the visor down. It looks really crappy. Yes. The, the suit and, and like, ugh. Because the original was like his face like over something. Yeah. Is what it looked like. Like, how is that more? How is the effects work more impressive back in the the late eighties than now? But um, <clears throat> I don't know. It looks just really generic. Um, I just don't find myself. I saw the trailer and that might be enough for me to see. Um, I really like Joel Kinman. And I feel that this movie is already DOA. I mean, it's nobody's seen it, but you know, no one likes the footage. Uh, there's the fanboy rage, and that sometimes can steer people clear. And I think it already be- did that once too, when the when like the costume pictures were initially coming. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. They they shut it down to try to redo the costume too, didn't they? Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. I don't, that, I don't know if that paid off. But, uh. No, the movie's just, it's DOA and. I, I have a bad feeling like you know Kinman's not going to get leading roles and roles in big movies because of Robocop, which is not his fault. Like, do you, if you're an actor of his stature I and mean, you're offered Robocop, do you not take it? No, it's a big role, you take it, but the movie just it's, it doesn't look good. I Abe? and it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not overly impressed with it either, and I think that's primarily because uh, I did like the original quite a bit, and that's like. One of the biggest things about it is what we had all talked about. The seat just looks really weird. I actually don't like how his visor can come up and come off whenever he needs to go into attack mode and whatever else. Um, the trailer also reveals a lot. Uh, it reveals the way that he is injured. <laughs> and in the original 1987, and it's funny that you mentioned 1987, Aaron, because there was another movie out with merchandising then. Um, merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. But, yeah, instead of being brutally murdered by this group of thugs, he just has a car bomb go off. And that's not to say that that's not extreme, but it's just, I, I don't know. The, the feeling is, is, it feels as though they, uh, they, they're kind of, it, I don't know, it just felt more original back then. And I, I guess that uh, I'm hesitant to... being too nice. This one is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. very much so, yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's super ro- robotic and whatever else then. I think that the cast looks like they're having a good time. I just don't think, like, yeah, I do agree that Michael Keaton, I mean, he, he's probably going to be coked out and going to be executed in his house, but uh, Gary Oldman. That's where like to the first RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they pick that up immediately. That's what he'll be doing opening weekend, folks. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm very hesitant to, to give this a pass right now. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I mean, it's... I'll I'll have to see it, but I mean it's like I I can't like imagine myself mustering up excitement for this movie, especially after Total Recall, the other Verhoeven remake that looks so not looked it was so just bad and just generic in every way, nothing original about it. And this one, I was at Comic Con, so I saw some more footage of it, and I'd like to think that they'd at least try to keep some of the social commentary running in it that like kind of advanced for this day's age, because that's I mean. Along with Robocop just being like a fun action movie, it's just so like darkly hilarious and has so much going on in terms of like the consumerism theme and just what's going on with Verhoeven's sense of humor and how he likes to bring in social commentary into his movies, especially in the 80s, um, the Reagan 80s of that movie especially. And this movie just, it, I, it doesn't look like it's going to have that. Like it's, it has, yeah, it has a, a good cast, like a, Gary Oldman signing up or something, so whatever. But I mean... Yeah, there's just nothing that separates this movie from just generic action movie with sci-fi twist. Like, it, if it wasn't called RoboCop, I might have like some 
interest in it. But I mean, it is RoboCop in this movie. Just and the suit looks terrible. I hate that suit so much. Uh, everything, every, I just the way it's it, mainly the face. It's really the helmet. The helmet throws me off I when it's up when it's up or down. Either way, it looks terrible. Uh, Aaron, w- uh, would you buy it for a dollar? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a dollar. I mean, I, I mean, you also need two thousand uh, SPF sunblock. I, I do like that it's like a small Jackie Brown reunion between Michael Keaton and Samuel L. Jackson, but uh, yeah, not taking me, mm. not taking me far enough. Uh, cop. Uh, uh, Brandon, have you seen uh, the director's other movies? Um, Jose Video, uh, the Elite, the Elite Squad. No, I haven't. I've heard good things See, about that one, though. Heard that too, and that's. I really want to check. There's two of them. There's Elite Squad and Elite Squad: The Enemy Within, the sequel, right. which which both star that guy from Elysium, uh, the guy that played Spider. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Is he still over the top in those movies? I I mean, we it, have to get to Elysium. From, from what I, from what I, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> that's not nearly as good of a spider that he's. He's like, Max, we have to go. We have to go right now. We have to get to Elysium. Um, <laughs> Max, are you sure you want to do this? That's better. Uh, good job, good learning. Uh, from what I hear about Elite Squad, it's a lot, it's a lot like a, like like um, like Brazilian Brazilian version of The Shield, which intrigues me quite a bit. Oh, okay, because The Shield's one of the best shows ever. I remember that it came out during the time that The Raid came out, and I was like, "Well, this is interesting. I think it's my, like The Raid, so I guess I'll just watch The Raid instead." I know it was being mentioned a lot during there because I think they have some share sense, certain sensibilities. Just one's mm. drama, and the others, you know, obviously an action movie. Regardless, that's Elite Squad. We'll check that out eventually. But Robocop. <laughs> It's nice to see that a director like this is like getting his big chance, but I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't. So we'll we'll see on that one. Robocop hits theaters <laughs> next Valentine's Day, February seventh, two thousand fourteen. <laughs> just perfect. In just in time for dates. Uh, <laughs> just like a good day to die hard. There you go. Showing up for Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> Detroit, exactly. All of the Metro. all right let's move on to our next trailer it is for divergent this is the god i don't even know how to (laughs) begin with this one this is this is a new popular book adaptation featuring a strong female lead this female lead this time is played by uh shailene woodley of spectacular now and the descendants fame not Uh, mary jane not mary jane um, it um, is set in a future world. There are people divided <clears throat> by emotional skill sets or something of this nature. And one girl, I think, has all of these powers combined, but she's not Captain <laughs> Planet. Uh, um, How is that possible? Kate Winslet's there eating up scenery. With all that said, Abe, what did you think of the trailer for? Divergent. Uh, I, I don't think that I like it that much, and that's primarily because it looks like a lot of other films that I've seen, such as, like, Equilibrium, or uh, even a little bit of Hannah and Hunger Games. And so I don't know if I'm going to like it. The, I think that I would have liked it if Saoirse Ronan was in the movie, too, and they had to, like, battle each other, and then uh, only one of them can, can, uh, can reign supreme uh, at the end there. That'd be pretty cool. But, yeah, I, I like Saoirse... I mean, I'm sorry. I like... Uh, uh, Cheyenne Woodley enough, but I don't know about this one. This is based off another book that is also a bestseller on uh, Audible. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm tie that one in. Dot com. Uh, <laughs> That's not the callback, though. <laughs> Brandon? Um, well, I, I guess maybe I'm late on this, but when I saw this trailer, 
the thought that crossed my mind right like a couple seconds in when there was all these people in the same clothes walking in those boxes or whatever and there's someone talking about blah 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 I just my mind went ah another one of these <laughs> <clears throat> and I mean I just it it's, just looks like everything else um, trying too hard and then you know these movies like if you're on board for this one you better be prepared to get on board for seven more hopefully seven more <clears throat> but it's I don't know I don't know the book I'm I, you know immediately when you see one of these things you can be guaranteed even if you don't know if it's off a book it, it probably is um, I don't know it was I hope for their, their sake it's good but I this isn't type of movie I don't for every eight of these that come out I see one in the theater probably <laughs> and then maybe two of them later on on home video but um, but to me, at this point, they're all just mixing together now, looking the same. There's there's the Hunger Games now, and then there's everything else. I mean, it 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 looks like a movie, I guess. I have no idea what it's about, really. I mean, I guess for it's it's the weird kind of trailer where it it, it just shows you things, and I guess there's people in the audience that get it, but like I'm just kind of still left in the dark. It, it's doing kind of the bare minimum to get the broad strokes of what's happening. It's like, hey, future girls, division evil people fighting climb ferris wheels like i mean there i don't i don't <laughs> i don't know where i'm supposed to approach the set as like hmm that does seem like a good movie i just don't, i don't know where it is hunky guy walks in like you know it's just like what, <laughs> what what am i supposed to go off i i could go off what the cast has to offer so like kate once it's popping up it's like evil villain person so that's nice i guess and um uh, I like director Neil Berger. I like he has he has an interesting cool name. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I like the I like the illusionist um, Ed Dorton version, and um, and he did Limitless, which everyone else loves far more than I do. But I liked his um, his kind of really weird camera work in that movie, and so I'm like, all right, he's tackling one of these now. Let's let's, let's see where that goes, I guess. And uh, yeah, I you know I don't know what else to say. It's not 3D. That's something, but it's an IMAX because <laughs> they need to be these movies. IMAX. Yet. So there you go, book fans of Divergence. We've successfully talked about the movie you're looking forward to. Um, <laughs> email us at adnapodcast@gmail.com. If it, yeah, if it's not the right feelings. That we I have be heard getting. the books are good. I've heard that, so that's you know something right there. Well, all those the books are good. Yeah. Are they? Because they're written they, for like they're, they're, there's at least all... a huge fan base for all of them. Right. Well, yeah. I am number four. You're, you're telling me two different things here. There's a huge fan base for all of them, and the books are good. Those are two different statements. Well, I mean, well, how do they get the fan base with if the books aren't quote unquote good to those people? Well, but, yeah, something's good to somebody. Right? Yeah. Tell me something good. Thank you. All right. So yeah, Divergent hits theaters March 21st, 2014. So that's that. Let's move on. Let's get to our main film review. Let's do it for Riddick. Riddick! Don't know how many times I've been crossed off the list and left for dead. So this, this ain't nothing new. Bounty hunters. I've been hunting ready for ten years. He's the most dangerous man we've ever tracked. Bounty's been doubled. I've come to collect your head in a box. So yet again. This is a man who sees in the dark. So watch out for surprise attacks. 
All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Riddick. Riddick! Uh, Vin Diesel is returned as his favorite character in Riddick. Riddick! A mostly standalone entry which finds the character stranded on a planet and dealing with how to get off of said planet. When a group of mercenaries arrive, Riddick sets his goals and sights and he lets these bounty hunters squabble with themselves while he lurks in the background. While an even greater, th- even greater threat approaches from the distance, Brandon, does Riddick shine like his eyes or sit in the dark as he does? Um, he mostly shines. Um, I-, I thought the movie, it's definitely cutting back to basics and it's a breath of fresh air after the Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick! And uh, I found it funny, while the movie's pretty simple, the only uh, complex complex stuff or hard-to-follow stuff was the uh, the tie-in to the previous film, which which features a lovely cameo from Carl Urban, uh, <laughs> who, who dropped his mullet, but that was probably part of the deal-breaker to get Carl Urban back. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's a... It's an entertaining film. It's a lot more uh, lighthearted than the previous entries. I, I found myself laughing and you know having a goofy, fun time, but then it does break down and get a bit scary serious uh, towards the final act. Um, I thought for being well, okay, this is going to be really weird to say, but go for it. It was a movie done on the cheap, and I can maybe because I watch a lot of movies, I've worked on movies in the past and stuff. I, I can tell. It was cheap, but I was impressed by a lot of the effect work at the same time. Um, I thought some of the creature work was really good, um, and there was a nice marriage between practical and CG effects. And I, I liked the the tech of the movie a lot too. Everything looked like it. Um, you could understand it just by looking at it. Like you knew what its purpose was. You knew how it worked. It was it was simpler, calling back to like the pitch black world of the movie. Um, and I even thought the the old the uh, the necromonger uh, stuff from in the movie looked a lot cooler um, on the cheap in this movie than it did all flashy and stuff in the previous film. I like that they uh, they did take Riddick back to being. Uh, I think they even pushed him further to the edge of being a, a bad guy character as he was finding his his ways, uh, getting his animal instinct back. Um, but I think the movie, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's nothing, just like Pitch Black, it's nothing innovative, but it's a, it's a good time if you're waiting to watch it. I think the first act is a little bit long, um, and for like the first 20 minutes or so, I was sitting going, oh, is this how they save money? They're just going to have Vin Diesel walking around with a dog for uh, and talking to himself and narrating stuff, which a lot of that stuff could have been tightened up in a montage. But, I mean, once you get past that, the movie clicks and starts running and has some really some of the most colorful and fun characters of the series and at the end of the day i was pretty satisfied um they go on cool i'll join join along if they don't i i don't know if i'll shed any tears abe i really thought that the movie was just okay i'm probably in the the person on this panel that's going to be the least uh, inspired by it but I, i felt as though it was really just a an okay movie. I don't know why it was made for the big screen. I felt as though it could have been something that they could have made, like to for TV. That's kind of where my rating is gonna go. Um, I didn't really hate it because it when it was feeling like it was slowing down, it started to pick back up by some character saying something clever, and or they went to like a different cutscene where it was some more action involved. Um, and that's probably because I'm not too familiar with like the mythos of Riddick. Riddick! Uh, I never I never saw Pitch Black. Um, I did see a little bit of, uh, or I did watch Chronicles of Riddick, which was a mistake. Um, but 
I just thought that the whole entire first opening segment of like Riddick just uh, you know surviving was cool, but then the concept of him like trying to defeat one enemy took like thirty minutes. Um, and I just kept thinking, man, like I'm kind of bored by this. And I kept on thinking also, I wonder how Riddick would do on his SATs uh, because it'd just be really slow. So um, I kind of uh, liked the humor of it, but I think this, there wasn't enough humor into it. Uh, and that's primarily because if it's going to go for fun and campy, uh, I think she could kind of just go all out. And, but, you know, to its credit, I felt as though the CG was done really well. The animal uh, creatures were pretty well done. I think the budget was relatively low on this, too. So kudos to them on that, because that actually looked okay. And all the actors, I mean, I don't know who any of them are besides uh, the guy from The Rock. Um, things like Bukim. Uh, Bukim Woodbine. Yeah. Um, Horty Mola from Bad Boys 2. Is that who he played? That's the, the one the one main Santana, the one main Oh Santana. Bad guy in Bad Boys 2. Yeah. Katie Sackhoff's obviously. Katie Sack yeah, from Battlestar Galactica. Um But yeah, for the most part. I was kind of uh, not so enthralled with this film. And there's a uh, there's boobs in it, which is great. But yeah. Good job, Abe. Way to save face at the end there. Um <laughs> Put that on the box. Yeah. Boobs There's in boobs it. in it, Abe. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, I didn't. I um. I I didn't know that it was. It was interesting to learn like what this movie was made for after coming out of it. I I, I didn't like usually kind of read into that a little bit beforehand, but I didn't. And I noticed that like the like it's clear like all the money went to the animals. It seems because everything else is like all right. This that's a green screen. Um. So walking out, I was like, "Oh, all right," and I learned that yeah, it's made for pretty cheap, for especially for for a for a big big sci-fi movie like this starring Vin Diesel. It's made on the cheap because Vin Diesel's the one that wanted to make this movie. Um, Vin Diesel and David Tui legit enjoy the character of Riddick and the universe exists exists in, and Vin Diesel put up a lot of his own money and did some you know got some backers and made this movie. Like it's it's almost an independent movie, <laughs> with exception with. And with the exception of Universal distributing it, which is it's neat to me to to know that like he's literally making a movie because he want he loves this character that much. I I like that he has that kind of investment in this person. The movie itself is like it's fine, like it's not amazing. It's a movie for fans of the Riddick character, and it helps that Vin Diesel is a fan of playing this character and he's giving fans what they want essentially, whether or not they want it to be this macho that remains to be seen. But I mean. It's certainly a very macho movie <laughs> as you watch this and to see just big tough guys and one tough chick just talking tough talk, doing tough things and as they as they deal with 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 like evil penis monsters with venom in them. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> Is that how they were designed in uh, in pitch black? No. Oh, okay. Um, so this movie has boobies and world? penis monsters. Awesome. It'd be a little too much going back to the well if it was the same world. No. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I did like this movie. I like that it went back to the basics that Pitch Black had, where it's very simple in plotting. I thought it could have been even simpler. I, could, I mean, we have two mercenary groups eventually. I could have used just one and just have them squabble with each other instead of like oh, all this drawn out stuff. Because uh, I, I like the first act. I like how it's just very quiet, very wordless, but kind of focused on a Riddick journey. But at the same time, I do see where it's like, 
well, if we're going to do this, now we're going to do the second act, which features almost no Riddick at all. We could probably figure out this better, I think. But uh, it does, it does like, it really sags in the middle for me, because I just didn't really like these characters, with the exception of one or two. Um, I just wasn't a fan of these mercenary characters, and I kept thinking, well, there's a lot of time being spent away from the movie's title character as we as we watch these people I don't care about at all, who are probably going to die at some point, just bicker. Um, but with that said, I mean, uh, Dave Bautista's in here, Way more entertaining than I thought Dave Batista could ever be, which has me somewhat excited for Guardians of the Gal- his role in Guardians of the Galaxy now. Yeah. Let's cut him loose. Um, I, did anyone, I saw, so I saw this in, in IMAX, on an IMAX screen for my press screening, and um, there was a lot of aspect ratio changing. Did anyone else notice that in their screening? I'm not sure if that happened. On I, I only noticed it once in the, the fight in the dark. I didn't watch it in IMAX, but you know when he and uh, another mercenary are trying to get some some things for the ship, I was like, that looks weird. That's a weird, strange cut right there. Brandon? I didn't see it in IMAX. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was only IMAX or not, but it just there was a, there was a lot of aspect ratio changing, which was like confusing to me. It's like, all right, this seems wider, I guess, but I don't know what hell that helped with. Maybe it has to do with like, the ease of effects. But uh, yeah, the, the movie, I mean... I like the Riddick character. I, I think it's a little hard at this point in Vin Diesel's career to take him as seriously, so it's hard to see that kind of badassness register as well these days as it was in Pitch Black, where you knew you know you weren't really as acquainted with Vin Diesel as an actor as much, and opposed to now. Uh, but I still I think he's doing a good job with him. I there's just all these little issues that kind of keep me from liking it more. Like I think Kate Katie Sackhoff. She has no chemistry with Vin Diesel whatsoever. <laughs> Is she supposed to? I don't think they're supposed to. Yeah. Well, but even in the way they trade lines, it just feels awkward and stiff. As a, like, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a hilarious oddball pairing as much as it feels like, hey, there's this person and there's this person. Watch them bounce off each other as if bricks bounced off something. Like it doesn't like work for me. Bricks, <laughs> concrete. Um, Grant any last wishes? Not that the chains aren't a hot look, but no, I'm not going to straddle you in front of all these guys. What if I killed all of them first? Easy, boy. There's a lot more trank where that came from. Uh, for every like good-looking set piece or CG effect, there was like a hover bike or a bad green screenshot that like ruined it. Um, <laughs> the, I do so think the hover bikes it, are probably. The ones that I didn't like the uh, hover bikes are like the worst thing in any movie. It seems like even Looper, just like in Priest. even Looper had problems with hover bikes. Um, <laughs> it kind of also adds to the B movie approach that this had. Like I like that it was very goofy and it has a lot of humor, but it doesn't try to like it. It just it plays it very so very seriously in a way that just makes it more humorous. <laughs> and there's yeah. I wish there I do wish there was more like Vin Diesel smart ass narration because that was entertaining to me. Like because that was a neat way to take the kind of voiceover stuff in there, but. uh I mean, overall, like, it, it's way too long. Also, it's two hours when it could be, like, 30 minutes shorter. And, like, yeah, yeah, there's like, no reason for this to be that long. There's no, yeah, there's no reason for this to Agreed. be a movie. Uh, I applaud those who can make 90 to 100-minute movies nowadays. Cause for, for, for this kind of movie, especially. Dang, yeah. But, I mean, I, mean I, like, I like the, I like, there's a lot of good action in here that I enjoyed. There's a... I agree that the action is good, and it's kind of spaced out, um, so it's not all just all at once, because... There, the action, for the most part, is filmed uh, pretty well, uh, especially his first fight with Scorpion, whatever it was. Um, there's like some some cool slow mo scenes, and you kind of get a sense tail of tail eyes, like, tail eyes, poison face. Is, is that what it's called? <laughs> tail eyes, poison, <laughs> tail eyes, poison face. face. Yeah, there you go. With regeneration, yeah, 
capabilities. Um, or was that a new one? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I couldn't. They never really built on that, did they? It was a new one because it was like bigger oh, than the other okay. one. But it had blood all over where he. Yeah, had oh, I see what you're saying. One. Yeah, yeah, it was like oh, it's almost as if we regenerated. I'd say because that never comes up again in the movie, I'd probably still say it was a new one. <laughs> well, I was thinking the whole time. I was like, man, these things are gonna be tough to kill. Exactly. Me too. And then like the guys like they're not so tough to kill. And sure, he gets impaled, but. <laughs> there are and, some good kills in this movie. There are, yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Graphic too, which I did appreciate. But I, it, I mean, I love that it's R-rated for sure. Like I love that it, you know, that it's not. It, it really embraces the genre. Yeah. So, for boobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this movie has very strange gender politics, by the way. Like in terms of how it's approaching its one female character. Actually, yeah. it's two female characters, because um, one one of which does not make it very long in this movie, but. Yeah, I totally it, forgot it, about it, the uh, it, 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 it really, like, it, it goes to what Brandon sort of saying of, like, Vin Diesel being even more evil, just mainly because of, like, this really weird line involving what's essentially rape. It's like, it's right. like, played in, like, like, I guess a humorous way. Yeah, but, but I, I didn't take it that way, and I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's kind of... That's kind of rude. That was uncalled for, sir. that is unchivalrous. And frankly, I find the notion <laughs> appalling. Well, it, you, it sir, you know, are not a gentleman. <laughs> it, it puts you in a place where you're like, wait, who am I rooting for in this movie? Right. When he starts spouting that out, you're like, I, I want to leave the room. But that's I I, I, I I was confused because I didn't see Pitch Black, so I was thinking maybe yeah. he's this way. Like his character actually is this way. Like he's. He's a, a very like uh, uh, loner kind of character that doesn't have uh, any sort of rules per se, but he has like a code. So I don't know if that's well. The way that if, if, if you if you follow the journey with him from Pitch Black to, through Chronic Riddicks to this, you're like, oh my gosh, why is our hero saying that? And then you got to go back and go, oh yeah, he's supposed to be this criminal. Yeah, I mean, is he hero? He's, he's he's playing up an angle, obviously, to, to make it more intimidating. I think in this movie. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I think he's also. He's perpetually pissed off. I think is his other problem with this movie. Like he's he starts off the movie broken because he's been stranded on a planet, betrayed by his own people to an extent. Because apparently he didn't see the punch coming. And he, uh, he like you can trust Carl Urban. You thought? <laughs> uh, he, I trust those lower that lower lip. That's my dread joke. Um, he he's you know he's 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 pulled himself back together. He's stuck on a planet. It's it's like crazy planet of dingoes and penis monsters and he, and he just wants to get off it now there's these, these assholes that come in and he's like all right i just need to get out of here like i gave you a message it was pretty stern and you're still having me here like i, I can see where he's coming from it's just it for a movie like this which has like you know star vin diesel like shouting lines that impl- implicate rape it's like that's a that's a weird place to take this conversation <laughs> <laughs> And you know, to 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 be fair, she does have a pretty good comeback for him, like a few times too. Yeah, she, um, and even in general. So in it, it's of, not just one sided. So it's don't not. Think that it's it's her, super and in terms of it, yeah, in terms of Katie Sackhoff, like addressing her character with this kind of this loose lesbian thing going on. It's just it's a little. Yeah. It's, it's it's entertaining and in, in, in the eyes of the right audience, I would say certainly this like B movie audience that it's going for is just kind of awkward at the same time. Yeah, for me it was well, awkward because it all like, feels un it feels unnecessary. Like it's just like why is this important with her? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I well I see that too, but I also Aaron's explanation of like you know it's just a setup, you know his uh, his persona in that in the in the face scene. of other in the face of mercenaries that don't know that only know like a certain a certain perception of him based off his criminal record that he has yeah. and aaron you mentioned that 
you could have just done with one group of mercenaries. I could have done with the same thing. And that's because the first group is fun and cheeky, and the second group is just there. Uh, and really, they don't have to be there at all because I think that they're just... Uh, they're on a different kind of mission, but uh, it's weird when he's like, yeah, you can have all the bounties. Like, what do you want ready for? It's like, dun, dun, dun. It's, I mean, no. with that second, I mean, there is, there are elements of that second group what we won't get into that I like. I like, I, there's a certain reveal that happens that ties this movie to Pitch Black that I, I really enjoy. I, I just, I was really, I just really was annoyed by Horty Bola's character. I thought if this, this was the first time where I was like, this character screams to be Peter Stormare and it's not him and it's bugging me. That's what I was Storm- thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> I was like, yes. why could they not get Peter Stormare for this role? Because that would have like, been amazing. But but Horty Bola, as over the top and necessary as he was for this kind of movie, it just bugged me every time he was on screen. And yeah, you, if you dwindle that crew down, mix that character in with the second crew, I think it could have worked better, but I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, if if Pitch Black is alien, this is clearly aliens with what they're trying to do here, and yeah, they, they want they want bickering, they want bickering and and fighting between these these mercenaries. But you can do that with the same group. You don't need two. Then why didn't they just put her in charge? I'm done. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> <laughs> let's rock. But I mean, I'll, I'll argue for Dave Bautista all day because I think he's genuinely hilarious in this movie. Oh, he, he'd he'd make our our list yeah. if we had to combine them. And, yeah, he, and he and he and he he brings in the action stuff as well. Like he, like I I'll go over the action again. I do think the action's quite there's some really cool just Riddick action in this movie. Yes. I don't know why he needs to do like a like a cool stunt off his motor as it hovers by while he's jumping. He's got to burn the faces off those penis monsters. No, that's that's earlier. But then he's like he does this like one cool jump where he's like he hit he holds at the back of the chair and it's like he's. Oh yeah yeah he's, yeah. Like, he's 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 playing it's that like, BMX game from PlayStation One where I, th- I thought I was watching uh, Arctic Thunder in arcade or <laughs> arcade games in arcades. <laughs> it's like the yeah, snowmobile I mean, like, racing. Get back to some of the problems that I had with it. It, there's there's this uh, huge tension between the two mercenary groups, and as the film goes on, and Riddick's like they capture Riddick, and Riddick's like, hey, like you know what, I'll I'll take you guys to wherever you guys need to go if you guys give me uh, a trade in return. So these guys go out with him, and you know Dave Bautista bumps off some dude in the middle of the night. Yes, and I was like, okay, I, I wow that that like something's gonna happen in this guy, and later they all just regroup is like. I guess nothing happened. They're and buddy they, with him. They're like, all right, and, let's do this. I, I had no idea why that didn't make the dude mad and be like, yo, like, why didn't you, why did you just try and kill me? <laughs> and, and then later they're just like, all right, well, I guess we'll have some more exposition right now. And, uh, you know, I guess Dave Bautista's like what standing guard watching. And then all of a sudden, like more stuff happens. And it's like, yeah, I, you should have seen that one coming because there was tension all throughout. And, I just didn't like how that one was portrayed. But tic-tac, potatoes, potatoes. Cool, uh, can, I, cool. can I tell you something I, I found hilarious, and I don't know why? Well, maybe you'll share, but there, there was a scene where um, some of the mercs, they, they team up and they go find Riddick's, like, cavern where he's staying. That's my favorite sh- bonus level it, in uh, Borderlands 2, Riddick's cavern. <laughs> yes, Riddick's cavern. Borderlands, yes. Um, and they, they shine on the wall, and, and they're scratched in the wall that says Furia. Yeah. Like, I want to see that scene where Riddick decided, oh, Furions. Like, well, there's, 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 there's scratched Furia on the wall. There's other scenes that just have cave drawings that I guess right. Riddick was the one responsible for. With, no like, dinosaurs on it or yeah, something. I, it's I, like, I, it's get, the... <laughs> I get cave drawings. Maybe if he's, you know, if, he, if he's murdered and someone finds the remains, he, he's telling a story through hieroglyphics and whatnot. But just writing Furia on the wall, like, the equivalent of him, like, writing Metallica on the wall or something like that. <laughs> What in the, what in the world? He's not on Furia, or unless that was part of 
Carl Urban's plan is like, hey, he'll buy it if you scratch Fury on the catapult. <laughs> what was it? Just it, it, I just found it. I was cracking up in the theater. I was like, what in the world? Why is this? I also liked how he did so much setup for that, even though he. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that that wasn't really his his hiding place for the entire duration of you know non Merc and Merc. He just basically built this entire elaborate scheme for them, and then just had his dog run through. I mean, I imagine he had several like camps set up. It's because he's a, he's a he's a crafty he's a crafty chap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's got really good penmanship with blood. Apparently, well, yeah, that's yes. Riddick. Leave one and go, or else <laughs> I'll die. And it's like trade. It's like um, perfectly written. Well, you know what's also kind of weird too is they they try to play Riddick like pitch black when when he goes to infiltrate the Mercs. But, like, we've been spending a good 40 minutes with Murdoch before this. And, and he's not, is, is he supposed to be scary then? After we've been, you know, this is the guy we're rooting for, we're hanging with him for a while. And then now he's in the shadows and they're portraying him like a, uh, a slasher villain almost. Well, which which is like, was like pitch black, but we didn't know a thing about him. It's, it's, it's what black. makes it disjointed. Like, it, it, yeah. you have the desire to go back to the roots of pitch black because that's purely what people but like. You can't. But you can't. But at the same time, it's trying to pay like tribute to that aspect, but but it doesn't like generate tension because both you don't care about these characters and you're rooting for and you're rooting for Riddick. So it's like, well, I'm not worried about this guy. I'm just kind of waiting for him to die. But also, who is this guy? Like, it's this weird balance that is why I didn't like like the second act very much until it got, until he got you know until he joins up with the bounty hunters and you have to deal with the other threat, the penis monsters. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 it's like, all right, we're spending no time with Riddick, and I'm just dealing with Katie Sackhoff being very handsome while Horty Katie Bola Sackhoff, just, the nipple monster. The nipple monster. <laughs> while Horty Bola just, like, shouts obscenities and also has his own, you know, desires to rape, because why not, um, and shows off his box. It, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's it, there's a few different movies here, and while but, I enjoyed man. that combination as a whole, it does have its share of issues. But, gotta go away with it. I still have I I have res, I have respect for this movie as like this weird like non independent movie for some reason like that makes me like yes. it more for some reason that it's like this crazy goofy B movie because Vin Diesel it's not like he needs the money he's making a billion dollars off Fast and Furious he just he just enjoys his character so much that he wants to keep bringing it to screen now was this the perfect iteration of that no but hopefully right. I mean hopefully there if. it's not, a step not that in I, the right direction it's a step in the right direction not that I need another sequel Riddick two Riddick <laughs> it'd be like Riddick three. Sorry, it'd be Riddick four. Uh, right, yeah. Um, the the, the riddicking. The ridiculous. Um, <laughs> if that happened, I'd be like, all right, let's let's see what they do this time. And I, because I think, I mean, they could go. It's it's just it's not Chronicles, and that made me happy. And <laughs> yeah, can we call the next one the Chronicles of Riddick? Riddick returns. Riddick's Revenge is probably the easiest title there is. Um, Riddick's Revenge. Let's let's get colon. to a, let's let's get colon. <laughs> Let's get to uh, our rating of the. Uh, or, or, anything else to say? No. Let's get to our rating then. Each weekend on Alter Internet, we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them. And we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. On that scale, Brandon, where would you put Riddick? Riddick! Um, for just like a, a common moviegoer, a rental, um, for a Riddick fan, you're probably going to see it in the theater and you want to support it, keep the franchise up there. But um, you could honestly wait for the Blu ray and just buy that to put with your. Riddick collection. Um, it's I, I think I, I enjoyed it, but it's not something I'm willing to tell you. You need to rush out and see because you've seen a lot of this before, and it'll play just just as good at home. 
I'd split the difference. I'd say just Star Wars Theater. Mainly just because I, I think Vin Diesel's solid enough in this movie to make it work for me. That, that movie. Enjoy it. Uh, I'd say TV. And that's uh, primarily because the, the genre switches from comedy to action to horror slash, uh, I don't know, thriller. But it doesn't really stay with any of those that long. And also the actors in it, you don't know who any of these people are. I don't think you really care for any of them. There's even generic characters like some dude who loves Bible. Um and he's like the kid, which is surprising because the kid usually gets off or something like that. But I guess not in this movie. Only in Expendables 2. Um, so, yeah, it's a TV. It's a TV kind of thing. And I think that you might have more fun with it if you knew that you didn't have to pay for it. If there's one thing we know about Riddick movies is that they leave the Bible thumper around for one movie and then kill him off in the next movie. So there you go. Just ask Keith David. Yeah. Um, let's move on then. Let's get to our uh, movie callback. <laughs> Call back, call back, call back. Thank you. Each week and now, now we discuss a couple films that in some way relate to the main feature of the week. And Brandon, do you have any other callbacks that you thought of for Riddick? Aliens, um, Apocalypse Now, uh, and uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Abe? Uh, Predators, uh, with the one with, uh, what's his face, Adrian Brody. Um, it's a good call. Space actually. Jail. <laughs> space. space Jail is way more fun, though. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, I forget, Predator, Predators is good. I forgot. Predators. I like Predators a lot. Well, because like the, you know the color scheme of like their. But yeah, just the, just the, even too. just how similar that that's, that that feels very similar to Riddick. Actually, that's just yeah. well, it's that it's that Saturday afternoon uh, like sci-fi channel movie with a huge budget. Yeah. Anything else? Here? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I, Starship Troopers, just because of boobs. Uh, and Jason X. Yeah, I had I had a couple callbacks just to Castaway and Road Warrior mixed. Um, that's. Basically, all I thought of I was like, "This is like Castaway meets Road Warriors," mainly just because they're stacked. Um, all right, there you go. Cool. Let's um, let's do a little sponsoring here. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com/slash/outnowpodcast. There are over one hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Out Now there and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a three a free thirty day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Abe, do you have a book to recommend today? I do. Speaking of other worlds and also speaking of like new people and stuff like that, I'd recommend J.M. Barry's Peter Pan, which is a book about Wendy and her, I guess, siblings as they go off on adventures in Wonderland with uh, uh, a young boy named Peter Pan, and they try and fight off uh, pirates. Thank is that you. new? Yeah, I think that it's... is new. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, I wonder how it ends. Um, well, yeah, you can download Peter Pan or any of the other fine books at audible.com slash podcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash podcast. That's what I meant to say the first time. You can get your free audiobook there. You can download <laughs> it, keep that book, get rid of your account, still keep that book, listen to it eventually, and Abe and I will just be like, yay, that happened for that person. I mean, that's, I mean. You did it! Exactly. Still it on that feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go over the many, many different answers that our listeners gave us to the various questions we asked on our Facebook page, facebook.com. And, um, yeah, we've got a, got a few here today and a one question that we can answer as well. So we did get a lot. Uh, one of the questions we asked was, Riddick can see in the dark. Can anyone here do something particularly well in the dark? Corey writes, I can sleep pretty well in the dark. Jason writes, I walk in the forest very well in the dark. Scott writes, I can make it from... <laughs> Make it from any bed to any bathroom without bumping into a wall or a door. Waiting for my visit from Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Um, let's see. Next one we has a favorite movie where someone was stranded. This is, of course, the After Earth Memorial question. Um, Mike Jones has Enemy Mine. Ryan has Swiss Family Robinson. Philip has Castaway. And Jeanette has Swiss Family Robinson and The Terminal. And then we asked uh, Vin Diesel's Riddick versus Blank. And we wrote, uh, you know, which movie monster would you like to see him uh, go up against? Jason writes Sharknado, the correct answer. The gift that keeps on giving. That <laughs> Philip writes Gremlins, which is uh, it's kind of hard because, yeah, once you get them in water, they just multiply like crazy. Um, Joe writes Nicolas Cage in Face Off 2, even more Face Off ear. <laughs> I don't even know how that would work, but I'd, I'd watch it. <laughs> is it directed uh, by John Woo? <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Obviously. It's a dumb, dumb question. Um, what hairstyle would you like to see Vin Diesel try on? Joe Jans has cornrows. Ryan has a jerry curl. Jose has a pompadour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Philip has a 1970s Dr. J monster fro. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> Dr. J. And then Patrick has the Homer Simpson, which I enjoyed quite a bit. I just draw like three lines up there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would fit him very well. And then uh, Philip asked uh, a question for us, and I'd like to ask uh, both you guys, and you know, if we have time, uh, I'll answer it myself. Uh, Philip asked, why do you think Pacific Rim didn't do better domestically in the U.S.? Was it simply because it's a new IP and didn't have any name recognition of something like Transformers franchise, or was it a lack of someone like Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, or Will Smith to headline it? I think we answered this. We might have been talking offline. I think that's what the case was. But uh, it, it, it's clear the lack of a star. I think that's what it is. I mean, World War Z didn't make a whole bunch of money because Brad, Brad Pitt wasn't in it. Like it, 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 that was that's a new IP as well, and that made a, a ton of money. Uh, it's. I think it's a, a mix of you have this concept, and it has like, hey, look at these giant effects, essentially. But it doesn't have like someone that's highlighting this movie. I think that's why it didn't catch on bigger. Like it certainly had its effect on like the geek crowd it was going for, and you know various audiences that were curious. But if you had, I think like Abe, I'm pretty sure we discussed this. Like if you had like Will Smith yeah, as like the, if you had Will Smith as the Idris Elba character, that'd be that like I think that put it over the top right there, something like that. Right. Yeah, we we certainly discussed that too. And basically, uh, yeah, I think it came down to uh, two things. Uh, personally, I think it came down to fanboy craze, which was, yeah, it premiered over at Comic-Con, and people were really crazy to see it, but that's a very small niche of uh, the U.S., right? That's like, oh, yeah, I love giant robots. Um, I love Mech Warrior. I love Gundam. I love everything else, Voltron, Power Rangers. It's very Asian. That's another thing. It's a very, it's a very, <laughs> which it is. is why it did very well, like, overseas in Japan and China. Um, and then the second thing is, in addition to that, because it's so niche, you did not have, like, a huge headline character. Um, even though Charlie Hunnam has been cast as, like, the guy in Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever, um, people just don't really know him, I guess, aside from Sons of Anarchy and or Nicholas Nickleby. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't discount the Green Street Hooligans fans. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, you may, you may not have known them, and even for children, I think that it might have hurt if they asked their parents to go see it because it may have looked too violent and not cartoony enough um even though it's very fun it's very cartoony and yeah it's over the top it's practically pg it's it's essentially a comic book that's been put onto the screen with the the lines that they say you ready mako it's like okay (laughs) you you take you take out like rinko kikuchi's little girl being frightened to death by a giant kaiju scene which is one of the best scenes i think you take that scene out that movie's pg rated like there's no question (laughs) yeah so i think that yeah the lack of i mean yeah 
great point about uh, World War Z. Its budget was like, was it 100 million or something like that? Higher. Oh, well, yeah, higher. Um, and it basically, it basically made most of that back, I'm pretty sure, because Brad Pitt was in it. And it's a, it's a, fair, it's a fairly good movie, and Brad Pitt didn't... Uh, he did promote it, which is, uh, you know, he's been known to promote things that he believes in. So, yeah. Brandon? What are the problems thoughts? with... Any, any thoughts? Specific any room? Thoughts? Anything to add to that? I, didn't do I mean, I, I kind of figured it'd do, it, its money was to be made overseas, to begin with. It just... You guys, I mean, pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, if you take Brad Pitt out of World War Z, it's going to play like the Dawn of the Dead remake. Like, who'd we say? We said, I think we, because we're talking about that too. I think if we said, like, David Duchovny, who, like, wouldn't be a, who, who like, yeah. it seems like a legit choice, actually, to play the <laughs> lead in World War Z, but that movie doesn't make money anymore. Like, I was, yeah. I was I mean, throwing out David Duchovny, and Aaron's like, that's a movie I don't want to go see. <laughs> with, with, the, with, with the star, you also get the, the, great promotion with it too when they tour like all the talk show circuits and get the buzz up because people may not well I, I like brad pitt so i'll go see that instead of you know caring about the content which you could argue is why kick-ass 2 didn't do better at the box office because there jim carrey did nothing for that movie which he had which, like, which, those controversial feelings on it but i know i'm getting to that which regardless yeah. of like how well how good that movie is or you know whatever i mean the the fact that universal bought jim carrey into this movie they, you know, would have depended on him to be involved in promoting. Well, yeah, something. and his his casting and the, the, his his appearance in that first trailer, like, got people excited. But then when he was down on it, it made it look like, you know, he wasn't saying he didn't like think it was a good movie or not. He just didn't believe in the content, and that crosses over to many people. Like, oh, Jim Carrey doesn't think it's good. And so it kind of backfired on Universal. Yeah, because like, yeah, they're they're which is essentially stunt casting, regardless of how fitting he was for the role, which I think he was. It it just it blew up in their face because of that. <laughs> so it's like, well, we yeah. lost we lost Whereas, kind of our in to get more audiences in, as opposed to the people that saw the first one the first time. Yeah, Brad Pitt and Paramount. We kept hearing troubles, 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 but they never said anything, and they just sold it as <clears throat> you know they didn't downplay their selling of the movie. They just kept it like normal and paid off. I mean, Brad Pitt shows showing up <clears throat> like fifty different. Uh, public right. screenings for the movie. Yeah, I mean, and he, yeah he was like uh, vehemently um, saying people should go see this movie because he really believed in it. And what was the movie that he didn't like that he just said like, F it, I'm not going to do any press for this. Um, can't remember. I can't think of it. Um, well, there was, well, I mean, there was like the Devil Zone back in the day with him and Harrison Ford, but it like changed too much. No, it was fairly recent where he's just like, no, I'm not going to do any press for this movie, or I, I'm I'm just not going to show up. To I this think press. more of Ed, I think more of Ed Norton in those ones, like Italian Job, he was contractually obligated to do, and he just decided not. He just to decided to blow it off. Yeah, yeah. You can, and you you mentioned it, it's like his performance reeks of that too. And I was it like, does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's, does it's the laziest that. Edward Norton performance yeah. ever seen in the Italian Job. <laughs> Well, I want to I want to go back to World War Z for a second. Go for it. Yeah. And how much more money does that make if there isn't the internet buzz about oh they're doing reshoots it's going to be awful it's going to be a mess oh PG thirteen if there isn't such negative vibes leading Honestly, up to I mean, it I don't I don't think that matters that much like it, it, I think it, it I think it might a little bit I think that movie could have made a little more money I, that's it, what I'm saying I think it's negligible I mean it's it's, yeah. it's the same as it's the same well, as the reverse with like Scott Pilgrim. It's like how much more yeah. money does that movie? I, I always think make that they didn't have that. Like the the internet at best, the the internet buzz geek thing it accounts for maybe ten to fifteen extra from their crowd going to it, ten fifteen million extra going to the movie. But people yeah. do listen to their buzz about stuff because they they know about movies, blah blah blah. So if they're if you're constantly putting in people's face articles about not good reshoots, not good, where the common person sees it, they they're easier to blow off a movie. 
because mm-hmm. they don't want to have to spend the money. Then, but I think at the us. same time, like some of the some of the more the folks who don't watch movies like every day or every week, um, they seem to enjoy all a lot of the films that we find to be mediocre. So it's kind of like a it's a it's a really weird catch twenty two of like yeah you can get the the general audience that will like this movie, but at the same time like it's going to be critically like slammed um, and. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they watch like one film a month or something like that, and they just thought that there was a good movie. Like, yeah. Well, they haven't we, seen all, that all the, the stuff time. that we see constant. We see stuff all the time. So if if something's been done before, they might not have seen when it was done before, and so it's new to them. Yeah. Honestly, I'm looking through Brad, Brad Pitt's filmography. I don't see anything that he would have like disapproved of in the yeah. recent years. Gonna, I'm gonna do some research and then I'll get back to like everybody. The last thing I see is probably <laughs> the last thing I see is the Devil Zone, of like movies that he like wouldn't want to promote. He should have disapproved of Benjamin Button, because but. you, I mean, you look at, <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. That's that's whoa. Aaron's that's Aaron's scariest movie Hold of two thousand. Brandon, Brandon, yes, Brandon. Yeah. As they were getting older, he was getting younger. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at his filmography; they're all movies that he, you know, chooses to do. <laughs> yeah. It helps that you're, you know, he's producing his own movies, but I mean, that's, that doesn't hurt. I think we've sufficiently answered Philip's question. Thank you for that question, Philip. Always nice to lead into a broad discussion. Yeah. Uh, let's um, let's talk about the box office this week. Uh oh. Each week we go over the box office totals to find out if our predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. And um, this week, uh, well, Abe, do you remember what you predicted last week for Riddick? Yeah, I said first place with 24. I kind of repeated what uh, Pitch Black made. And um, let's see, Adam said first place, or something place, with a 17.1. And I said first place of 20 million. Riddick, well, Adam's our winner this week. Riddick wound up with 18.6 million. Hmm. First place victory. Um, ahead of the Butler, still making money, the Butler. Second place with uh, 8 million. It's almost it. It's going to cross 100 um, at some point. Uh, Riddick. For Riddick being as cheap as it is, by the way, that's not bad at all. Uh That'll be that'll work well for Diesel as they continue to pay him Fast and Furious money. Um, let's see what else happened. We are the Millers is still making money, by the way. Uh, it's important. which is uh, it, amazing. It, it, it's I, I assume it's like one of the bigger R-rated comedies of all time at this point. <laughs> it's at like 123 million domestically. You know, I wonder if the the placement was perfect for them. They're like, you know what? There's no comedies coming out right now. Let's pop it in there. Jennifer Aniston will take off her clothes and pop it in there. Yeah. Yeah, Sudeikis has appeal now, right? It's legit. I mean, After, it, I I think so. I, I feel like that way. It doesn't hurt. Um, let's see. Blue Jasmine he, still making money. Great, yeah. Doing we're doing well for a Woody Allen movie for sure. What else happened? Nothing else came out this week, so it doesn't. I mean, in terms of wide releases, so not much to say here. Let's see. Uh, the Getaway. I don't need to talk about this at all, but it's out of the top ten. Just saying. Stay away, get away. There you go. Stay away, get away. Uh, the world's end, 10th place. But hanging in there. Hanging in there. And uh, yeah, there you go. Box mm-hmm. office. What's, uh, what time is it? Oh, Aaron, is it already that time in the segment for some games? Very pitch black this week. Very pitch black. <laughs> that, was my, that, was, that was the tone I was going for. It's great, yes. Yeah, so... Moody and methodical and deep, but all those things I thought of in that brief improv games musical <laughs> opening. I have a couple game series for this week, guys. But here's the first one. This one is called Celebrity Gamers. Um, as many might know, Vin Diesel is a big gamer. He's a big fan of the video games. He has his own video game company. He helped produce the pit, the 
the Riddick video games, which are quite good. Mm. Still, uh, Escape from Butcher Bay is still probably the best iteration of that character in any media. Um, great game, that one. And um, so I have a game called Celebrity Gamers, where basically I'm going to read a quote from a celebrity who is also a gamer, and then I'm going to kind of add something on the end there to give you a hint of who it is. You must shout out who this person is. And We're still doing a natural game rules, right? That's the end of my sentence. Of course, you must still shout out your name first and then the answer in order to buzz in. Great. Can I say Abe and then the wrong That's answer? That's what I, I was going to... Uh, you ruined my joke. I was going <laughs> to just I made, do it the game. Better. I made it better. Yeah, I was going to just do it into the game and be like, Brandon, Ben uh, Diesel. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Celebrity Gamers. First one. I have a Play Choice 10 in my house, which is like a stand-up Nintendo arcade machine that has 10 classic games like Contra, Excite Bike, Russian Attack, Double Dribble, and the original Mario Brothers. Maybe he and James Franco could star in a stoner comedy someday about Contra. A Seth, a Brandon, Seth Rogen. Uh, Brandon is the correct answer. There you go. One for Brandon. So next one. Anything Mortal Kombat, I have that down and I don't cheat. That game just works well with my brain. Things that didn't work well with her brain, starring in Jonah Hex. Um, Brandon, Megan Fox. Brandon is correct again. Killing it. There we go. It's the next one. I grew up playing Bomberman and Pac-Man and Super Mario Brothers and Zelda, where you just had this little guy who could barely walk, and the music was like, doot, 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 I just got the Wii, and that's fun, too. Things that are kind of fun, those Fantastic Four movies. Brandon, Chris Evans? Incorrect. Uh, Abe, Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba is the correct answer. Abe, you're on the board. Yes, two to one. Here's the, here's the next one. Two to one in the one-on-one. <laughs> you finish Call of Duty first person. Okay, you unlock this little game, and your whole purpose is to just kill these Nazi zombies. I assume that's the plot of Ted 2, which will feature she and him fighting stuffed Nazi zombie bears. Abe, Mark Wahlberg. Incorrect. Oof. Uh, Brandon, Seth MacFarlane. We just 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 read this this, this add on. I added again. Assume I assume the plot of Ted Two will feature she and him fighting stuffed Nazi oh, zombie bears. Brandon, Mila Kunis. Ugh. Got it right the second time, which means he was incorrect the first time. Meaning I get the point on that one. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we don't get doubles, do we? Two to one to one in the one on one. Go, you're always playing against me. Hmm. It all started with Atari. I was just hooked. Modern Warfare, I'm a big fan for a minute there. I quit about a week or two after seeing the Wiki, the WikiLeaks videos that sh- they showed. It affected me, and then I went back to playing. Maybe she can be in Vin Diesel's next game, a Fast and Furious RPG, where she has her memory back. Brandon, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez is the correct answer. <laughs> Here's the next one. This one I love. Command & Conquer is my favorite game of all time. And my favorite movie of all time is, of course, 12 Rounds. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go Brandon and uh, John Cena. John Cena is the correct answer. <laughs> Good guess. Damn, I was going to guess John Turturro. Command and Conquer, yeah. his favorite game of all time. But a quote I did not expect to find, but I did. <laughs> okay, here we go. I have no musical ability. I've tried all my life. I tried to learn the trumpet. That wasn't so good. The good thing about Guitar Hero is that you can just press the buttons and go blue, green, 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 blue, green, green. Ironically, that is the code to get into Elysium. Uh, Abe, Matt Damon. Incorrect. Oof. Uh, Brandon William Fickner. Incorrect as well. The correct answer was Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster? Jody I know. These are Foster. great quotes. Jodie Foster. Here's the last one. I can't uh, wait for Call of Duty Black Ops 2 to come out. The graphics look crazy. 
also crazy, naming your child North. Abe. Uh, Kanye West. Incorrect! No! <laughs> Brandon with the steal. Brandon, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is the correct answer. Uh... It was a waste. What of what, 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 what two chance there? What of yeah, two chance? Yeah. And Abe went the he went the wrong way. With uh, with your voice that you were doing there, I was gonna be like Richard Simmons. <laughs> I was gonna do a Kanye voice. I can't wait for Call of Duty Black Ops Two. It's gonna be the greatest graphics of all time. <laughs> here's the next. One. Here's the next game. I thought you said those last one. Here's the next oh, oh, game, guys. The next game. Pay attention to my words. Here's I'm here. I'm here. It's a little shorter, but still, here we go. This game is called Riddick, Riddick! or Ridiculous. I'm going to read. So that, those are the only two answers that we can give. I'm going. I can explain the rules of the game. I'm going to read quotes that are either that are either Vin Diesel quotes, ridiculous Vin Diesel quotes, or something else completely. Interesting. You have to tell me if it's a Vin Diesel quote or if it's a ridiculous Vin Diesel quote. Okay. All right. Here we so go. Wait. Wait. Hold on. There, they'll, they'll be are both quotes gonna the quotes can be by Vin Diesel regardless. I'm just gonna read a quote and you just kind of just kind of have some thoughts on it and I'll right. and I'll read what I have. Here we go. Okay. It's, it shouldn't be that hard. Here's the first one. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. For those ten seconds or less, I'm free. Nothing else matters. This is Vin hey, Diesel, Dominic Toretto. Dominic Toretto. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, it's good who wins? It's, it's a good quote. It's a good quote. Game's already over. Brandon already won on the uh, on the other game. This is sport for funsies. Okay, funsies. This is more this is more contemplative. This game. This is a pixie sticks. Here's yeah. the next one. I shaved my head about 15 years ago, and the first time I shaved it, I started running my hand through my hair, and it was very therapeutic. Ridiculous! It's Vin Diesel himself. It is. Yeah, it's just you know, just thoughts. Yes. <laughs> On his blog. Here's the next one. It's really cool to go back to Riddick when the studio is excited about doing it, making a trilogy out of that character. That's a really gratifyingly cool experience. Vin Diesel. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was Cole Hauser. He had a case of false promises. That was, uh, Cole mm. Hauser. Oh, what happened to that guy? He died twice this year. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. Both very, in, uh, in, very... in one Die Hard movie and also a good day to Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the next one. I hope the fact that I do films like Knock Around Guys ensures that I won't get pigeonholed. It's not the worst thing in the world, you know? Seth Green. <laughs> It's a Vin Diesel quote. It's just Vin Diesel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just he said that. He just okay. said that. Okay. Here's the next one. I am definitely a person of color regarding his mysterious ethnicity. That's ridiculous somehow. It is. It's ridiculous. That was Chris O'Donnell. Was that Chris O'Donnell? Classic O'Donnell. Classic Chris. Um, Stupid okay. Robin. Here we go. I'm not really afraid of the dark, except that I'm walking. The thing that scares me the most is the possibility of walking into a wall and busting my lip. Vin Diesel ridiculous. That's, yeah, it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, it's Vin Diesel. Here's the next one. A, travan- <laughs> a, a transvestite spends her entire life trying to look as feminine as possible, and I clearly spent mine celebrating my masculinity. Xander Cage. Yeah, it's Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's <laughs> just thoughts he has. Thoughts. Vin Diesel. On his Twitter. Here's the last one. It doesn't matter if you win by a second or a mile. Winning's winning. Toretto! You had me? It was actually a Quavanjane Wallace. Ah! So, I should have known. She she is a racer now. Yeah. She's on the set of all, all Yeah, all 12 years of her. Or she's however 10. Old. She's 10 yeah. years old. Wow. 
If not young, yeah, you might be signed. Wild, not like four years ago, five years ago. I mean, they filmed it a while ago. Wow. Get on you, Marcus Robinson. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That was a uh, ridic or ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the history books. Let's get to our next. Uh, let's get to what's out. What out now presents what's out now. These are movies that yeah. are coming out on DVD, Blu-ray this week. With a simple yay or nay. Yeah. Do you like my? I put some emphasis on the. Uh, I said Blu-ray. Blu-ray. It's very European of you. <laughs> I got some DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, there's only one thing that comes out, but it comes out everywhere with different ideas of it. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness comes out on the Blu-ray this week. <laughs> yeah. uh, so feel, feel, feel free to, uh, to go to eight different stores to get every, you know, about... Tell us where it comes out. Not where it comes out. Tell us where it all comes out. Yeah, yeah, it comes out in Target. It comes out in Best Buy. It comes out in iTunes. It comes out in uh, Walmart. It comes out in uh, other countries, all with different special features. So there you go. If we didn't, uh, if we didn't, uh, you know, we we don't condone torrenting, but you could probably just torrent a lot of it. Uh, that's certainly what it's going to inspire people to do, since they can't get all the features in one location easily, you know, and yeah. make Paramount not have to worry about torrenting. But you know, yeah. People want things the easiest way possible, and the easiest way possible probably isn't spending multiple hundreds of dollars on the same copy of one movie to get, you know, a couple minutes more of extra features. If only there is. Why wouldn't the physical media form be the storage house for everything? Mm-hmm. 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 Next week on the show, we're going to talk about Insidious ah! Chapter ah! 2. <laughs> yep, that's right. Insidious Harder, I believe. <laughs> Your sister yeah. is an insidious. It's, it's a it's the rock it's the rock movie follow up to Insidious. Yeah. Insidious harder. Uh, it's a little hard to kind of say Insidious like because Insidious that opened kind of it's kept it kind of built as yeah. it was going on it, and on. Yeah, just, it was um, a, just for a long time. Yeah, but it, it didn't like have like it had an opening, but it didn't like break the bank on its opening. So let's I'll just say Insidious opened to thirteen million back in two thousand eleven. Uh, the Conjuring, James Wan's other film from the same year, this year, um, that opened to forty-one million. Oh, and, and um, went on to make like a hundred and some odd, right? It's at one hundred thirty-five and going. Um, Saw uh, made eighteen million. It's opening weekend back in oh four. Um, so with all that said, how about Death Sentence? What Death Sentence? Death Sentence opened to a whopping four million on the same weekend Woo! as Rob Zombie's Halloween back in. There you go. Which is the the uh, still the record holder for Labor Day weekend. Boom. Is anything else coming out with uh, Insidious Chapter Two? Um, the other Luke Besson movie that I've now heard about today, um, <laughs> The Family with Robert De Niro oh, and Michelle actually, Pfeiffer. That, that, that's rated R too, right? It is rated R. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Insidious Chapter Two is not rated R. C- correct. Insidious Chapter Two is not rated R. Um, mm, that's a tough one. A big horror sequel from a po- director of the most popular horror movie of the year. <laughs> the yeah. last few years. <laughs> yeah. People do love Michelle Pfeiffer, though. Yeah, tell, uh, tell that to Stardust. And right, the last Rob, the last Rob Zero, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer movie. That, that, that's that, right, yeah. That did, not, that, that did not break the bank at all. But it was uh, critically well received. Oh man, it's awesome! I love Stardust. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Uh, what's his face is also in there is like the stupid brother who gets killed pretty easily. Uh, is it Mark's friend of the show? Mark yeah, Mark Strong. Yeah, is he friend of the show now? Great. Yeah, he is. He's been promoted. I'm, I'm glad he he accepted the application. Great. Whew. All right, uh, I'm gonna say Insidious would come in uh, the family. Hmm. I, I'll say number one, but I'll say like relatively low. I'll say like fifteen point seven million. Okay, point seven. Thank you, Brandon. Thoughts? Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go higher than that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say wise. Insidious chapter. Man, it's I, I've got like a a five million window I'm teetering between, but mm. I'm I'm gonna go under and I'm gonna go twenty eight million number one because there's a lot of goodwill coming from The Conjuring. Um, there was a lot of word of mouth positive from Insidious. The first one, I don't think it'll do the Conjuring numbers because it's September and usually it's usually the last week of September has something that does good numbers. But um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with twenty eight. I'll go higher. I mean, I, I mean, it's Conjuring. You have a, a movie from a director that ha- still has a movie out right now that people love. I mean, people yeah. love The Conjuring. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Um, I, I I'll go. I'll say like th- I'll say thirty five million. I'll go that high. That's a that's a pretty good guess. Yeah, I, I, I was teetering I, 30, 28 to thirty three. I wouldn't be surprised if it like you know breaks some kind of September record just because I mean, sixty million dollars. It, Insidious yeah. is a popular horror film, and The Conjuring is out right now. <laughs> like it, yeah, it just adds up to me. Yeah. Fast. But I wonder, yeah, but I wonder about coming. The Conjuring. If Fast and Furious Seven is, yeah, James, James Wan's Fast James and Wan Furious is Seven. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I like th- I like your quote before. I was like, we're switching out one Asian director for another Asian director. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still the, the, the most. He dead. did Annapolis. He did Saw. Oh my God! Annapolis is on TV the other day. I watched a good twenty minutes of it because, like, <laughs> why not? At that movie. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, James Franco. Uh, okay. I think actually, sorry guys, sorry to say this, but that's it. It's gonna have to oh. do this week's episode. I know. I was having fun too, but that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron Abe. You can find more of my work and my personal blog at thecodezeat.com where you can find all my movie reviews as well as whitesblue.com for all my Blue reviews. You can also play on Twitter, twitter.com, so share it to PS3. Check out Out Now Podcast, or I'm sorry, <laughs> check out uh, walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag Aaron's PS3. Brandon Peters, where can people find more of what you putting out? Uh, why so blue and Naptown Nerd? And I'm on Twitter at awesome. BT Peters. Awesome. The Twitter machine. Awesome. Um, iTunes and Stitcher, you can find all the episodes there, as well as at hhwlod.com. You can find all our shows there, along with the other fine shows from the HHWLD podcast network about comics and games and fun stuff like that. Check us out over at outnow.podmatch.com, where you can find the latest uh, movie reviews, as well as some exclusives, like quick Q&As from Aaron. Um, and also, Out Now you, Nights. Yeah, Out Now Nights. Yeah, I forgot about that. Our latest version just came out. It's pretty fun. Um, out Now Podcast, uh, or I'm sorry, YouTube.com slash Out Now Podcast, where we really uh, need to clean out some cobwebs there. Yeah. Out Now Podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to let us know your thoughts on Vin Diesel's Riddick. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Out Now Podcast, where you can interact with us. We'll read your comments on the air, as well as you can ask us questions, and we'll answer them on the air. Twitter.com slash out now underscore podcast. You can feel free to follow us there and, you know, tweet us up. <laughs> and also outnowpodcast.tumblr.com where you can find uh, reviews as well as fun things we find around the internet. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it. Brandon, thank you for coming on to discuss Thanks, Brandon. today. Thank you for having me. I can't wait till the next time. For sure. Yeah, which will probably be some commentary of some kind because we like doing Love our commentaries. Love them. Listeners like joining. Um, so yeah that's going to do it next week in Sidious Chapter 2 but until next time so long and goodbye
the track, dance missions, clips like poles, we act by stone visions. Inherited war reflects on the dance floor, blowing up and having mad people showing up, packing crowds, jam-packed venues, needles collapse while atmospheres continue. Sprinkle that, winning like that, moving like that, hitting like that, the melody is fat. Yo, I'm on the energy source, the cosmic force, with prodigy, different astrology, my intellect's the power, with diesel power. Diesel power blows your mind drastically, fantastically. It has to be automatically. Check it out, you better work it out. Change to another route. My technique, strategies, abilities, I leave course to mic. Hanging like spring leaves. Do a try so fast, be up a human eye. Lyrical tactics, vocal gymnastics. Ease and pepped up. You get swept up, smacked up, backed up. Your crew's on. And this new version features the killings Joel Kinnaman as the man slash robot all cop. <laughs> winds up <laughs> winds up as <laughs> I couldn't have nice, said that nice tagline. could not have said that better <laughs> <laughs> winds up oh. uh, Cyborg after some events 